I think the EPA has acted in a very cautious but wise way in making sure that its standards are only going to apply to the biggest sources of greenhouse gas emissions, said Frank O'Donnell, president of Clean Air Watch. He says, one of the big concerning things about Murkowski's effort is that it's disapproving of rulemaking by the administration, said Kyle Ash, senior legislative representative for Greenpeace. It's not even a matter of preempting the future. It's a matter of rolling back existing regulations. Yeah, that's what they like to do. Special interests really don't care. It's all like, what are we going to do for the next 30 days? What's it going to do for our stock in the next quarter? There's no law. Long term. It's all short term. It's premature evaluation. Ash and other Green Group leaders say they worry that the passage of the resolution will hurt the Clean Air Act. The Supreme Court ruled in 2007 that the EPA had the authority and an obligation to regulate emissions of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases under that act. Quote, Congress should be moving forward with passing comprehensive clean climate legislation, not moving backwards to take away the existing science out there, said David Doniger, Climate Center Policy Director at the National Resources Defense Council, a good group and a strong group. It's an effort to dismantle the Clean Air Act as a tool to fight global warming. This would put Congress in a position of overturning the science determination that global warming is harmful and influenced by humans. You go, guys. You get us green and keep us green. Well, Peter, this is the first day of the month, and this month of June affords us six Tuesdays. Well, six Wednesdays, too, but I'm going to take advantage of the Tuesdays to introduce a six-part feature here on Radio Free Oz. We know that people's ears are tuned up now to some radio fantasy because we've been not just rapping but bringing in some uh, pieces and Dave Maloney there has been putting in some wonderful sound effects. And all of a sudden, what have we got? We got theater inside your mind. So let's explode a little theater inside your mind for the next six weeks. We're going to bring you short features. These are, you know, certainly under 10 minutes. I mean, you don't have to even get out of your car. You know, really, you can just park there and listen. Uh, We're going to bring you the first week here a, a version of... Phil Austin's Dick Private, Private Eye, that no one has ever heard, comes out of the Osmond archives and uh, is a special put-together production by uh, Phil from his album Roller Maidens from Outer Space. So this is Dick Private like you've never heard it before. In the last powerful days of another way of life, when everything happened in cars, when sullen, desperate men would do anything for a tankful, in the troubled years of the hundred-year gas war and the terrible food insurrection, when armies mixed mustard and gas and relished war, in those frightened times, private citizens often had to do the terrifying work of real police, apprehending criminals and solving tricky moral problems. They had private eyes, but public fists Full tanks, but clean consciences. And tonight's story is only typical. Car Hook. Starring Dirk Yogurt as Dick Private, Private Dick. Tonight's chilling story, Roller Maidens from Outer Space. Saturday morning. I just locked myself out of the office for a cool weekend. I promised to be gin-soaked and hand-rubbed. At least that's what I figured she'd meant when she said, let's get drunk and refinish my furniture. Anyway, it was the way she said it, you know, real husky, like a lead dog in a snow job. And I wasn't about to be left out in the cold. Damn nation. 
Ah, well, I figured it wouldn't hurt just to answer it. A private Seamus is always hungry. I hadn't been exactly flush, and this might just be the ace in the closet that put some pizza in the pantry. Go ahead, something said to me. Answer it, she'll wait. So I did, only to wind up holding the anchovies in more ways than one. Dick Private, Private Detective. Ah, uh, Mr. Private. Sir. That's right, pal. Uh, my, my name is uh, Regular Boinklin. Uh, my wife, uh, uh, Ethel, and I have been opposite you for many years on uh, another network. Oh, yeah. The Ethel and Regular show. I've heard of you. What's the matter? Swallow your car keys? Uh, no. Lock uh, yourself out of the house? No. Want to know how to make an attractive bookend out of a shoebox and a brick? No. That exciting, but uh, 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 look, 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 you gotta get over here. Well, uh, right away. Uh, You're just a couple of channels away. Uh, you can make Nobody it. ever made it before. We all seem to be uh, uh, dreaming the, the same dream. Wow, well, that's and there's terrific. There's all these strange balls of light in our neighborhood, and. and hold it. Glad to. Now hold it up to the light. Oh, okay. He was right. This was serious. Light. Too much light. More light than I'd ever seen. It seemed impossible and just too easy that this amiable Zip had discovered what we'd all been looking for for years. The drain, the big leak, the place where it all goes in and doesn't have to come out. Listen, Boinklin. Oh, yeah? Stay where you are. Too much power means trouble. And trouble is my problem. What? 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 Come to the Dark Winter Motel. Fight over planked Hawaiian gator slabs in the low-profile bone room where despair is only just a swallow away. Yes, even the swallows won't come back here. But if you can, owner John Fresno said... As I got off the overnight flea bag from L.A., the sunset blazed down Main Street like the birds smoking out eight fast bars at Triple Me in the Smoky Club on Broadway. Maybe the pit off 52nd anywhere so long as it wasn't here in this little jerkwater town. That reminded me. Jerk Waters, that yo-yo, he had the tip off that Johnny Fresno was out of the can and holed up in Smallburg with the bread the feds hadn't found from the little bake-off Fresno and his boys pulled in Gotham just before Johnny started sing-singing his jailhouse rocks off, remember? Well, here I was anyway, me, Dick Private, Private Dick, the smartest cookie in Horse Alley, looking up and down Hick Street for a taxi. Hi, Slim. Say, so why don't you get in? Wow, Ruby lips, shapely hips when she walked across the street. I'll bet you all the cats flipped. What was her game? Strip poker and everything wild? That reminded me of strip pokers. The Detroit hitman. He warned me that Johnny Fresno liked his women rough, but this one was making my hard part soft. Her heavily rouged nipples thrust like uh, highball glasses through a persimmon sweater that uh, looked like a heavyweight watermelon bowder. Waist was unusually small and laced tight with string cheese. There's my first clue, I thought. String cheese, Fresno, Armenians. You see, it all started to add up at the counter, but those twin bulges wouldn't let me check out so soon. Say, Lips, you better stop talking to yourself and get in, or maybe we'll see if your rod is any match for this one. It wasn't. I was staring down the barrel at 345s, and that one in the middle looked hungry. I uh, got in slowly like a hipster at a funeral, and she burned some rubber. That sign, it said Channel City, 13 miles. 13, was that it? Channel 13, it seemed crazy, much too obvious, but it could all be on TV. After all, this was 1956. The future couldn't be far off now. What a crazy driver. Every time I looked down at those eight-inch heels on that bizarre pair of sling pumps pressed to the floorboard, my heart beat so and it scared me to death. 
Oh, well, I had to shut my eyes anyway with that tree coming straight for us, so I figured she wouldn't even notice if I took a quick look at Channel 13. Of course, that's right. Naked they can see all the confusing action and thrills tonight at halftime when British O'Shaughnessy, the bad girl of TV, challenges little soul sister barbecue ribs of the devils to an Indian death match interview. Oh, look out down in the track. That's Wilmer Firehouse, the toy pig they call him Scooty. That's it. Till another time for the secret adventures of Dick Primate, erect detective. Tonight's story was true. And in a moment, the results of that trial. Well, looks like we're just about the end of another one, Peter. Sure is. That means it's time for Tang. Yes, we're talking about the Tang Dynasty. Uh, five Tang poets, Wang Wei, Li Po, Tu Fu, Li Ho, and Li Shang Yin, all wonderfully translated by a guy named David Young and published, I'm sorry, this is not available anywhere at all. No, actually, it is published uh, by uh, some university, Oberlin College Press. Oh, Oberlin, so we, close to where I grew up, a really fine we're university. We're thanking Oberlin for yes. these wonderful translations, and this one is Dawn in Stone, Dawn in Stone City. The moon's gone down behind the high dike. A few crows fly up. Dew-soaked crimson flowers, their cold perfume cures my hangover. The woman and the herd boy have forded the sky's river. Willows filled with mist hide the wall at the corner. The departing guest leaves his tassel, a pledge to return. She frowns, her green smudged eyebrows meet. Spring curtains of gauze, flimsy as a cicada's wing. A gold-braided bed, the shy flower of sex. Willow fluff shivers on the curtain, cranes down. No words can describe the emotions of spring. Ah, the shy flower of sex and spring. What a fabulous combo. Yeah, that's wrapping it up for Radio Free. I love that tang. David Osman, our co-host. I'm your host, Peter Bergman. The Oz Gang make it happen. John Cummings, ones and zeros. Phil Fountain, all the beautiful graphics. Tom Gedd, Willow, our webmaster. Bill McIntyre produces it all. Dave Maloney records it all here at Blue U Studios. And Scott Wilde. He's our social media guru. Catch you tomorrow, because it's still spring. <laughs> <laughs>